Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sweet Seeds Podcast here at Lake Orion High School. I'm your host, Ben Shadle, with Kyle Purdy, Anthony Schulte, and Andrew Stewart. We are back with the seventh episode of the second season. So, guys, how we how we feeling today? How are we doing? Doing, doing good. good. Doing all good. right, man. That's great. That's great. All right, here we go. So the first topic that I want to go over quickly is the college football playoff. Now firmly in set, it's official. You have uh, number one, Georgia, taking on number four, Ohio State. Somehow they sneak back in. And number two, Michigan, taking on number uh, three, TCU, this weekend. Kyle, I know you're a Michigan fan. How are we feeling about those rankings? Um, I feel really good. You know, Big Ten champions, Michigan, back-to-back. We deserve to be in the two spot. Um, you know, some people would argue that Michigan could be the number one spot. But to me, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best. And we haven't proven that we can beat Georgia yet. So hopefully we get another stab at that um, in the national championship. Hopefully we get past TCU. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that works out. Either way, that game is going to be – if Michigan wins, the next game is going to be a very dramatic game. It's either you're getting revenge on Georgia or you have a rematch, the big, big game. Huge game. Of, I think if whoever wins that game's like – that, that would kind of change the rivalry a little bit because, mm-hmm. oh, uh, if the next season, whenever they're playing, it's going to be like, oh, this team has the national championship. I don't care if I lose or something. Like, I, don't, I think they'll still matter about the game, but they'll have a na- national championship under the belt against mm-hmm. your rival, and yeah. that's a total different ball game. Definitely. Yeah, now with, now with college football playoffs, that also comes the Heisman race because they are going to announce the Heisman prior to um, the college football playoff. C.J. Stroud, uh, Stetson Bennett. Ryan Dugan, Max Dugan, and Caleb Max Williams. Williams. Max, Max Dugan, Dugan yeah. Max Dugan, and Caleb Caleb Williams. Um, you know, some may argue that Corum should still be in there. He should be. He no, should. He should. He should. No, he should. Guys, come on now. If 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 you if, Ken, if if Kenneth Walker wasn't in it last year and he had the great season that he did, I'm not saying Corum didn't have a great season. If he played that game against Ohio State and put up the numbers that he normally does. Um, I think we definitely see that he can uh, he can possibly be in that race, but but, but unfortunately in, he didn't, so he missed that game like Kenneth Walker did last year. So I, he, he shouldn't be in. So from the beginning of the season up until the second half of that Illinois game, where he didn't play practically for the rest of the season, and now he's out for the season, he put up numbers that some Division One running backs would dream about having. Yeah. He, was, he was he was second in the games. race. He was nine second in the race the entire season until he gets hurt, and now he's a. Knocked out. And he's a mm-hmm. running back. He's mm-hmm. a running back. It is absurd nice, for a running nice. back to be <laughs> for, nice. for a running back to be up there with those quarterbacks. Now you mean. guys feel my pain from last year. This is nice. Feels great. Well, I mean, this is my whole pain with Kenneth Walker not being in there. Like I said, to be fair, Michigan did have a D end in the Heisman race last Which year. Which was yeah. so uh, he deserved mm, it. He, he had the he, did. he had the record for sacks in the season, didn't he? It's All right, he so deserved it. So I know Ben, you might have brought this up. Let's go. Let's go predictions. Come on. Uh, let's go Fiesta Bowl first. Michigan right. versus TCU. Anthony, you go first. I want you to go first here. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a close game. Um, I, I don't I don't want to sound biased. I think Michigan's gonna pull it out. I think Michigan's gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a 28-21. I feel like it's gonna be a, t- a game of touchdowns. 28-21, and uh, Michigan will come out on top. Great. TCU. Over to you, Stu. Um, I think I don't I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I I know Michigan has played. Big Ten has a. I know. I know Ryan's in the room, like looking at me, like, "Oh, I'm crazy." But uh, <laughs> um, Michigan, uh, they've played uh, Big Ten teams. It's a whole. It's a whole different style of play from the Big Twelve. So I guess that's gonna be a factor. But TCU, they've had what are their the last eight games have been within one possession. Michigan has blown out teams and shown that all season and and closed games out. Um, yeah. We've seen TCU close games out, but it's been by one possession. They haven't. 
substantially had big wins between. But Big 12 is a whole different ball game because I heard saw something the other day like you can make a circle of all the teams in the Big 12 just because every team has beaten another team, so you can make a whole circle. And yeah. I thought that was cool. But um, I think Michigan will pull away in this one. Kyle, over to you now. Okay, so I think when you're talking about Max Dugan or Max Duggan, whatever you Same which thing. one you want to say, um, you skip over TCU's defense. TCU's defense is very, very good. And Michigan, a prime second-half team, mm-hmm. they showed it. They showed it against Purdue. They showed it against Ohio State. They showed it against Rutgers. I mean, you're going to have – we have to – Michigan has to establish a first-half run game. If we can get leverage up front and, like, dig into their secondary and start getting these open passes, J.J. McCarthy connects on the deep ball, then Michigan, yes, is going to pull away. But I don't think that is going to happen. TCU deserves to be 12-1. and They are a very good team. So I think – I want to say – I'll say 35-24, Michigan. Kyle, that's, that's, that's a great that's – a, that's a good point. But at the same time, you're, you're not – I don't. I don't think you're close at all. I mean, you have you have two of the best running backs in the entire country, and one of them is I, out for as, the year. As we saw, well, even when the Ohio State game, McCorum was out and he only played one snap. Donovan Edwards had 200 rushing yards against at the time the all second best in team. in the second half. It doesn't matter. It's still really impressive. They are a second half. Team. So you don't have we to. are a second half. You, team, you yeah. don't have to worry about how your no, running game is going to produce. You I'm, have hold on. You have one of the best offensive lines in the entire country. Actually, the best offensive line in the country. True. You have one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. You have one of the, you have the best running back duo in the country now, only Donovan Edwards, but still the person that you have to worry about is J.J. McCarthy. We have seen him play two different types of games: one against Illinois where they almost lost, and one where they blew out Ohio State. Yes. Mm-hmm. If J.J. McCarthy plays how he did against Ohio State uh, in these next two games, you guys should have nothing to worry about unless no, you play Georgia. I'm not doubting anything. J.J. McCarthy's young, and again, we are going to have a lot of pieces back in terms of Michigan Definitely. football next year. J.J. McCarthy is a sophomore. He still has two years left, and he has pretty much, I'd say, a year and a half under his belt. He got into a couple blowout games last year with McNamara being the quarterback. But J.J. McCarthy is still developing. He's yep. He's been doing good, but it's his consistency. If his Definitely. consistency is there against TCU, I think that my prediction might be a little farther apart. Definitely. But I still don't think that J.J. McCarthy is consistent enough. I saw it against Purdue. I mean, he'd throw the most unbelievable throw <laughs> – and yeah. then the next play, yeah. he'll throw a five-yard out route and underthrow the route by three yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, consistency, that's, that's the big thing. And that's they're definitely going to rely on their running game. But like, like, like I said 100%. earlier, it's, it's, it's two different teams, two different quarterbacks that, that play. You know, you have the Illinois quarterback, who I was watching that game, and I know I was talking to you. You were, you were very scared and very nervous of that game. Um, but then you see how he plays against Ohio State, and he just blows him out of the water. Like, it's really incredible to see – you know, the the difference in, in these two games. So if he plays like he did against Ohio State against TCU, I don't think you guys have anything to worry about. One more thing, Ben. Um, I know Michigan's style of play is um, way different than TCU. They're, they're probably going to tire him out in the first half. That's what they've been doing all season and probably blow it out in the second half with their passing game and establish the run in the first half. And if the run works, usually the pass works. And that's what's going to win there. Mm-hmm. The definitely, game. definitely. All right, next up we have the Peach Bowl, which is going to be between number one Georgia and number four Ohio State. Anthony, I'm going to go to you first about your current predictions. Um, I think I think Georgia's going to win, but I wouldn't be upset if Ohio State won. You know, I want to see Ohio State, Michigan in the national championship. That's what I want to see. That. I think it's going to be Georgia and Michigan in the national championship. A little bit of a rematch from last year. Um, but yeah, I think Georgia's going to win against Ohio State. I'd say forty-eight to thirty. I'll say forty. Stu, over to you. Um, I think it's not a gimme for Georgia, 
But I think Georgia, they're in the SEC. The SEC is probably the best division in college football, in my opinion. Um, not better. It's better than Big Ten. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say Georgia, uh, 35, uh, Ohio State, 28. All right. Pretty over to you now. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with Georgia again. We'll go on the three uh, Georgia train. But I was – I was reading a lot about this game because I'm really fascinated to see how Ohio State plays considering they have – oh, I mean, it's probably not going to matter because all teams have pretty much three weeks off until this these playoff games. But Ohio State sat the week of the championships. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. Ohio State is very, very talented. I know they lost by 20, 22 to Michigan. I know they lost that game. But they are a very, very talented team. C.J. Stroud. Probably, as a Michigan fan, I don't really want to say this, but C.J. Stroud, looking at his stats, he deserves that Heisman Trophy. He does. He's shown it time and time again, week after week. Even if he doesn't produce against these rivalry teams, his stats show how good he really is. And I do think it's going to be a closer game going against another Heisman candidate um, in Stenson Bennett. Um, Brock Bowers, unstoppable. So I am going to take this a little closer game like Stewie did. Um, I'm probably going to go 42 – I'll go 42-38. High-scoring game, wow. Yeah, right. very high-scoring. Two powerful offenses mm-hmm. with not a lot of secondary. All right, I like it. So I will say previously before I before I say anything, I will say George is going to win this game. Uh, there's no there's no doubt. There's no thing. George is going to win this game. Um, even before uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba declared for the draft, I still think Georgia wins this game. But – the thing that's going to be interesting to see and the thing that's going to decide this game is, like you said, C.J. Stroud. I mean, we, we talked before about how C.J. Stroud has talked about his honesty and how he's realized that he's going to go to the NFL without winning a Big Ten championship, without beating Michigan, and that's, that's going to be on his mind always. So he's got, he has to be, he's got to be very determined to get past this, uh, this Georgia team, and if he were to beat Michigan in the, in the national championship, that says something. That's an official statement right there, right? But like I said before, Jackson Smith and Jigba is out. That's their number two receiver behind Marvin Harrison. So, but um, I will say he is out for the year. Even before yeah, this, he yeah. was out for the year. Yeah, he was already out for the year. So, you know, um, they also have their uh, star running back Travion Henderson, who's out for the year too. He's yeah. also out for yeah. the year. Yep. Maya yeah. Williams will step in that role. And I will say, in terms of the Michigan Ohio State game, I wasn't worried about the run game going into there. Yeah, the more I think team. I think our run game was a lot more powerful going into that game. My worry was our defense against C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. I was not sure how well Michigan's secondary could hold on to the receivers of that caliber. Yeah. And they did. They did very well. Mike Sandrasil, who is a converted wide coming receiver, back. coming back to a DB, he's been very, very good behind D.J. Turner this mm-hmm. year. Them two manning the corner spots, um, it's been really good. And I will say this. I know we all have Georgia and Michigan in terms of a national championship. I do think that if Michigan tries to go back to what they did against Purdue in terms of zone coverage, I think that Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan will both tear through zone coverage. Yeah. Michigan has to stick to man coverage. Yeah, man. They have to bring pressure, and they have to get these guys to throw it, errant throws, bad throws contested throws. I mean, we have to get turnovers in this game. And if you're a Michigan fan, you want that. It hasn't been just Mike Sanderson that's been stepping in there. Uh, uh, quarterback Will Johnson had a big game mm-hmm. against yeah. uh, Purdue. He did. But also, Mike Sanderson is filling the role of Daxton Hill, who was a first-round draft pick from last year. Yeah. So the, um, from the DB position, I would say we upgraded a little bit mm-hmm. um, compared to last year. 
Definitely, definitely. One more thing that you have to, uh, to think about is Ryan Day as a coach. He is He's lost two games to Michigan now. He's lost big games. Like, that's something that you need to be if you want to be successful and win a national championship, you know? Yep. He's one of the best recruiters in the entire nation, really good coach, but he can't seem to find a way to win those big games, you know? And that's, that's huge, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, next off, we I We saw the to, same oh, thing with Harbaugh last, uh, two years ago, so I yeah. think it's going to be fine for he Ohio needed, State. He, Harbaugh needed back-to-back wins against Ohio State. He needed yeah. the win this year against Michigan State, and he needed a Big Ten championship. He needed to beat Ohio State in Ohio State. Yeah. He needed to beat Ohio State. Which hasn't happened since the year 2000. Exactly. If anyone doesn't know, the year 2000 was the last time. 22 years ago, Michigan went into Columbus and won. It was unbelievable. Beating beating Ohio State by 22 points in their house, that's a statement game. Mm-hmm. That's just not a win. That is a statement game for Jim Harbaugh and the rest of the Michigan football team. And he did it better than anybody, any coach since Bo Schimbeckler. Like, yeah, that was the best win in Ohio State since mm-hmm. 1976. Definitely, true, true, definitely. True. So now I want to move over to the NFL side of things. Uh, let's talk about the Lions real quickly. The Lions. Kyle, you're a Lions fan. You're going pretty nuts right now. Uh, the Lions beat the Jacksonville Jaguars this past weekend on Sunday, 40-14. to 14. How about them Lions? How about them Lions? Unbelievable. Dan Campbell, like I said previously, is an unbelievable coach. I love him. I love what he's done here for uh, for Detroit. And what are your guys' thoughts about this this new team, this new culture, this new energy that the Lions seem to have? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. You know, I feel like being a Lions fan the past couple of years, you know, um, it's been it's been a bit sad, you know. But winning some games this year and not having to worry about, oh, if we win this many games to close out the year, we're going to have a bad pick. We have the Rams pick, you know? Mm-hmm. We have the Rams pick, and that's going to be a top-five pick. So we can now watch the Lions and actually root for them to win, and they can win. They can beat the Vikings. I mean, we almost beat them in the beginning of the year. The Lions could beat the Vikings. I'm not saying will they. Who knows? Probably not. It's the Lions. But can they? Yes, they can. They could beat the Jets. They could beat the Packers again. They could beat the Bears. They could definitely beat the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're going to win out. I'm saying we could win out. Now, the one thing I did notice this weekend is that the Commanders and Giants, they tied. We, that we are in the wild card race right now with Seattle, Washington, and, New, and the New York Giants. We had the tiebreaker over both the Giants and the Commanders. Now we don't have that tiebreaker anymore. Because they tied. Because they tied. So that, that could come back to bite us because guess who we don't have a tiebreaker against? The Seahawks. They beat us. They have the tiebreaker over us. I was talking to a couple people about this, um, you know, yesterday, a couple days ago, since the Lions beat the Jaguars. Commanding win, by the way. Best football yes. game I've seen them play in about six, seven years. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do want to say that Mich- or uh, Detroit, in terms of playoffs, we did pass the Falcons. Yes. But that Giants-Commanders game, like you touched on, that was huge mm-hmm. to have a tiebreaker over both of those teams. Beating both of those teams um, at MetLife and home, I just – it's it sucks to see yeah. the Giants and Commanders tie. That was like the one scenario of that game that couldn't hurt us. But I do really think that the Lions would benefit from the NFC East going on a little skid here. A lot of teams yeah. in the NFC East starting to lose, so the Lions can kind of get pushed up in that. But – some may argue that the Lions-Bills game might have been the biggest game of the year, but I feel I really do feel like division matchup, Lions at home versus the Vikings, yep. lost by two to them last time we played them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the biggest game of the year for the Lions, by far. And if we this, could pull this one out, if we could pull oh, this one huge. out, that, that is the biggest win in 
for the Detroit Lions, and I don't I don't know what would be a bigger win in the in recent history. At least since the 1990s or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it'll be a huge, huge, huge win. And imagine the crowd there too. They're gonna have the crowd into it. I'm th- I'm thinking about going because I really don't want to miss out on this game. It is a huge yes. game. The crowd's gonna be like going crazy. Hawkinson's coming and, back to Detroit. And here I do, yeah, I do want to say I do want to say one thing about the Lions versus Bills game a couple weeks ago. Jared Goff has been to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah. He talked in a press conference a couple days after that game about he's been in so many stadiums playing in the NFC West and now in the NFC North. He's been in plenty of stadiums, plenty of home crowds, plenty of away crowds. He said that the Lions versus Bills game, that crowd there was the most exhilarating, the most exciting, and like the most adrenaline rushing thing he's ever been through. And I think as a Lions fan, that's that's kind of what this fan base brings. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I know some games might get a little uncrowded, maybe because, I don't know, maybe they win three games a year. But if you're in the race <laughs> like this, no, I'm being serious. Yeah. If you're in the race like this and you're a 5-7 and seven, really looking in this playoff race, that is huge. Yeah. You you need that crowd to be on your back. And it's a big stepping stone because I'll, I, I say it about every single Detroit sports team. You can only lose so many seasons, right? You can only there's only so many seasons where all these young pieces they're like, okay, I don't want to be here and lose. I want to win, you know. Yeah. And and being able to win this season and try to win and focus on winning, and we have that Rams pick where we don't have to worry about the draft. The draft all the way over there. We don't have to worry about it. We guys have to focus on winning games, focus on the now. We don't have to worry about, oh, if we win this many games, how many picks are we going to fall back? We can actually worry about winning and build a winning culture. And that is one of the biggest things in sports is having a winning culture and winning locker room. And being able to build that this season, that builds so much for next season. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Regardless, you guys, the Lions have taken a, a huge step in the right direction. Oh, least, yeah. Right? They, a huge step. Uh, the games that they've lost definitely. haven't even been by a lot. They've yeah, only had exactly. two games against the Cowboys and Patriots that were blowout games. Exactly. The, the yeah. Cowboys was a close game until yeah. the end. The, the yeah. score does not dictate how we play. No. Okay. There I, are a couple mistakes that lost us that game. Only a couple mm-hmm. mistakes that yeah, lost Yeah, I do want to say a couple things before I give it back to either Stewie or Ben. Two things. One, this win against a division rival for Dan Campbell, that is a statement win for him. You know, I fed into the whole Hard Knocks thing. I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago on Sweet Seeds. I talked about this. I fed into the whole Hard Knocks thing. I really hoped that it wasn't going to turn out in terms of a 1-6 in six start that we had. But now I'm kind of feeding back into it. The Lions are looking good. They're playing their best football, and it's it's December now. They played their best football in November. They carried it over to December. That is a huge thing for the Lions. Mm-hmm. And in terms of draft picks, I was listening to 97 won the ticket a couple days ago. We have five picks in the first 35 right now. Mm-hmm. Five picks in the first 35 feeding into the second round. I mean, I think we have, what, four first-round picks right now if everything lays out the right way right now. That's that's huge for the Lions. That's As huge. a fan, you do not have to worry about draft picks no. right now. Oh, yeah. When was the last time we were talking about a situation like this? Where the Lions like, going what, to 2016 2014, 2014 after we lost to the Seahawks in the wild card, and then we fired Jim Caldwell. That was that the was, that dumbest was one of the, thing. One of the, Mm, I do not. I hate that move so much. And I Jim Jim that. Caldwell was nine and seven, and we yep. fired him. Mm-hmm. We fired Jim Caldwell after Up he Quinn. went nine and seven, and then we hired Matt Patricia. That might have been the worst thing. That was the worst <laughs> series of events that you could have ever <laughs> possibly <laughs> imagined. That's the biggest Lions series of events. <laughs> it's there such are. a Lions series of yep. events. Like fire a guy that had a winning season, and then he goes three twenty seven and one or something. Yeah. I mean, like, Terrible. we could play against tough competition, too. I mean, like, we, we barely lost to the Eagles. Yeah, we had to make a comeback to get back. But then again, we, we almost beat the Eagles. We almost beat the Vikings. I mean, we, we were playing against this top-tier competition. Those are two of the top teams in the NFC, two of the top teams in the NFL. 
like and we were keeping it close with them we were we kept it kept it close with the seahawks seahawks have been uh, pretty good this year I'd, i wouldn't say great but they've been pretty good so i mean just like we're we're able to hang in there with these good teams and i feel like building this experience it's really to, it's really to, if we do somehow make it into a wild card game that is going to help tremendously Definitely, definitely. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time that we that we have today here. Um, tune in Friday to hear Dom Novak lead the next episode where they talk about Lake Orion's past football season. From our friend Sweet Seats in the SBC class here at Lake Orion High School, I've been Ben Shadle. I'm here with Kyle Purdy, Andrew Stewart, and uh, Anthony Schulte. Thank you very much for listening.